Welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we are talking about feeling satisfied. as you can hear but other than that I'm really good well good it's better to have a hoarse voice and feel good than to feel bad and not have a hoarse voice <laughs> I suppose that's true <laughs> <laughs> although I thought you were going to make a joke about a horse and a pony some for some mm. reason I don't know no. what that joke would have been <laughs> <laughs> no sorry <laughs> I, I, instead I was getting philosophical <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know, but if maybe you could work on a joke about a pony, that would be kind of awesome. How, how long have you known me? I don't make jokes. <laughs> I don't do puns. I'm really bad at jokes. <laughs> I guess I've never really realized that. If I ever make a pun, it's unintentional. That's a guarantee. <laughs> I... I'm a little shocked because I, I, I never really realized that because I guess it's because I think like we spend so much time laughing together. I assume that that's what we're doing, but I guess we aren't. We're just having fun. Yeah. And since you've met my father, <laughs> I can see how it would be surprising because my father's all about <laughs> telling jokes and making puns or maybe not making puns, but he loves a yeah. joke. I, I keep a, a note in Evernote of jokes to tell him. Because I can't tell a joke unless I'm reading it. <laughs> I'm feeling a little shocked right now. Well, I'm glad this long into our relationship I can still surprise you. Yeah, you can surprise me, but I also sort of feel like, how, how did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, well, I guess we just have to be satisfied, right? That's right. You need to be satisfied with being friends with somebody who makes no puns and tells <laughs> jokes poorly. <laughs> and yet our, we still have a good relationship full of laughter. Yeah, I know. We have so many um, pictures of us, like, dying laughing. <laughs> not a jokes, though. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're laughing at. I don't either. We, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, so today we are talking about feeling satisfied. Right, feeling satisfied, which is such an important aspect to um, a good enough mentality. Right. Well, and and it is part of what helps um, you cultivate a good enough mentality. You know, as a as a person who tends towards perfectionism. Um, finding those points of satisfaction of of when you can feel satisfied with good enough um uh really makes it easier to do more of that to have you know more of that feeling as opposed to continually striving for the unachievable perfection right and and i would think recognizing the feeling of satisfaction that 
without imperfection I mean without perfection and playing into it is a big part like maybe I don't know but maybe just thinking about what satisfied means to you and then recognizing it when you feel it uh, is a, a key to living a happy life yeah I think that's true and I also think that um, to start with if you have a tendency to not feel satisfied and and to be more in that mode of striving that looking for ways to be satisfied looking for places mm-hmm. where you can feel satisfied is really helpful right um, that's a good point yeah so you know I've talked a bit about how my um, my outdoor activities aren't what they once were you know Mm -hmm. like I I really want to be climbing mountains but I can't and um, so I've restarted skiing down them Um, (laughs) and but when I'm paying attention to what I can't be doing and you know Mm. when if I'm out skiing and I'm thinking about boy I wish I was climbing the mountain instead of skiing down it um, I don't feel satisfied I don't enjoy what I'm doing but if I you know sort of let go of the you know sort of that ideal of what I would rather be doing and pay attention to what I am doing and what's great about that and feeling satisfied that, you know, I get to be on the mountain and I get to experience this, then it's much more enjoyable. Right. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And I mean, yeah, paying attention to what you can do and not what you can't do um, and feeling fortunate for that or feeling satisfied by that is a really good a good example and some I, I um while you were talking what popped into my mind because obviously I'm not relating to mountain activities right maybe that's not obvious but I don't like cold <laughs> weather and I like to stay inside my friend Gerilyn <laughs> refers to me as an indoor cat which I love um, so you are totally uh, <laughs> an indoor cat <laughs> yes yes um but I was thinking about how as I've gotten older, my vision has gotten worse. And mm-hmm. um, both reading and my distance vision is changing because I have some cataracts and stuff. And I spent a goodly amount of time feeling unhappy about that uh, or unsatis- dissatisfied with the fact I don't see perfectly, even with glasses on. Right. And really, I just realized in listening to you, perhaps it would be more beneficial for me to focus on the fact I can see <laughs> with my glasses right. on, and I'm not, I can do everything I want to do. I mean, I'm really not impaired. I can do all the stuff I want to do. I just, it's not perfect, and it's not, I, I have to have better light, and so forth. Um, right. So, yeah, I think I'm feeling, like, very grateful for the fact that I actually can knit and do the lettering and, you know, read and all those things. Right. Well, and you can watch TV and you can drive and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you oh, can yeah. go to the movies. <laughs> yeah. In fact, when I go to the movies now, I don't... I, I can take my glasses off, which is weird. I see better without oh. my glasses on at the movies. Things are changing. That, that is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Huh. Right. But yeah. But yeah, I should not feel dissatisfied with the fact my vision is not perfect. I should feel satisfied right. with the fact that my vision right. is really good enough to do everything I need to do. Yeah. Well, and also you can look forward to the time when you have cataract surgery and you get to have <laughs> corrective lenses implanted when you won't yeah. need your glasses at all. Right, and by then maybe I c- they'll implant, or maybe they have them now, lenses that correct for distance and reading. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, <sighs> but so yeah, that's it's such a good point to, you know, to pay attention to what what is possible for you, what you are able to do instead of having, you know, sort of focusing on the dissatisfaction of what you can't do Mm -hmm. or what's frustrating. And as, as you're talking about that and I'm saying that I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, I need to do this more, you know, in terms of the things that I still find difficult to do, um, after my concussions, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, so so it's some things are more of a struggle for me and some things are you know they're just my brain works differently than it used to and my brain is still working perfectly fine mm-hmm. it's just you different know, it's, it's just different you've all i think you've done an amazing job of keeping a great attitude while you adapt to new brain realities um so cheers to you i mean you don't i don't hear the frustrations uh, you don't say them to me, I guess. <laughs> but sure, it is frustrating. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you, I think you're really amazing that way. Well, it's um, yeah. I guess it's the sort of what helps is recognizing that um, I have done and am doing the things I can do to have a positive impact and then there's not much more I can do. So, you know, being satisfied that I am trying, that I'm doing what I can do and that, you know, this really is good enough because like you were saying with your vision, I can do, well, you know, it, I, the the injuries have also, that's part of why I can't do the endurance activities that I used to do. Um, so, you know, there are limitations, but there's still plenty that I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it, it could be significantly worse. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, this is, this isn't, this has, um, what's, it, it sort of has echoes of like, a, of gratitude. But really, I think what we're talking about is, um is like you said, understanding what satisfied feels like to you and then having more of that. Mm-hmm. And, and creating places where you can have more of that. Right, setting yourself up for feelings of satisfaction by trying to curtail perfectionistic expectations, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. Well, and so... Um, I was working with a client recently who was really uh, setting herself up to never be satisfied with um, her to-do list because she was really having this feeling that um, she wasn't going to be satisfied until she ticked everything off of her to-do list. But you know, it's an open list and new things are coming in all the time and there's more to be done and there always will be more to be done. And so she was setting herself up to never feel satisfied by it and to be always <laughs> striving for something that was impossible to reach. All right, unless you stop doing things. Right. You can never, <laughs> uh, never check everything off your to-do list, right? Yeah. So um, what we talked about was 
creating a situation where she could feel satisfied, where she could check everything off. So, you know, she might have this open list that where everything goes and then each day she would pick the two or three things that she needed to be she needed to do that day or was going to do that day that she could feel feel satisfied about completing Mm -hmm. and then you know then those go that goes on to the list for the day and then you get to tick those things off and and have that feeling of satisfaction right that's a great way to set yourself up for success it it reminds me do you remember you know we've talked about mark forster who's this time management guy whom who has all these different ideas but my first exposure to him was his book called do it tomorrow and other secrets of time management yeah actually i talked about that with her yesterday Oh, okay uh, yeah with my client yeah so his notion is that you don't do anything that you only work on things that came in yesterday basically so your list is um your task list is based on yesterday's workflow and anything that comes in today you put on a list for tomorrow and that way it's a closed list and you have a fighting chance of getting things done now i actually tried it for a little while i actually had like inboxes that said today and tomorrow i guess they said what did they say anyway i had two different ones and stuff would go into the tomorrow box but this the method that you recommended I think is a lot more sustainable um, yeah. and a really, and really good one. It's what I try to do as well. Although, you know, it's easier said than done without a doubt. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I started a, I've been using Trello for time management and um, my task lists and I have one called today when I set it up a board called today, when I set it up, the notion was, you know, I just put on the stuff I was going to do today from a, mm-hmm. you know, from I hadn't have a master list elsewhere. Um, and then it started growing, and uh, and then I had these things I try to do every day that were on there, and so I started using labels to so those the everyday ones get moved into the completed, but then they can move move back every day to the to the mm-hmm. to dos, which is fine. So yesterday I was using more labels to prioritize, and so I had the priority things, and then I could realize I wasn't going to get all the priority things done, so I added a label called mission critical. And I got the mission critical <laughs> stuff done. But um, while I was walking Bix this morning, I thought, you know what? I should just change the name of that board to this week. And then I won't, yeah. I'll feel, I won't feel bad. <laughs> I was feeling really bad right. about all these things that were hanging around in my today list. And then if I tag them uh, or label them with today or whatever, um, and we'll fiddle around with that. But I think that's going to make me feel happier. Um, it, uh, and it, but it's helping me to have these things together anyway. Yeah, I feel because the way my workday is structured, because I'm doing so many different things, I'm not going to an office and sitting there for eight or nine hours and, you know, sort of chugging through things. Um, it is easier for me to work on, for, on a weekly basis, like what needs to happen this week and some things need to happen on particular days or by particular days but but having that um having sort of a week to get through the things i want to get through is is much more satisfying to me than um than just doing it day and then like transferring stuff to the next day to the next day it feels like i could carry over too much stuff oh right yeah and I wasn't carrying over. I was just staring at the same list. But yeah, I think <laughs> I like that we're on the same wavelength there. I just I yeah. still haven't figured out a good spot, a good parking lot for the um, 
stuff that is important but not urgent, you know, like, you know, the master list, if you will. Right. Well, you know, it could be that you you make sure you do one of those things every day. Hi, Bex. Yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> okay. There's probably a school bus going by. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, although I still have to have a place to put them so that I need to have that open list. Uh, I guess I don't have right now. Right, right. Well, and that, and that open list is is can be sort of based on another concept of Mark Forster's, which is his autofocus or super focus list concepts, um, which I think we talked about in task manage on the task management Mm -hmm. episode. Um, But that has been super helpful to me. And then like when I talked about it with this client the other day, just, you know, having a repository for everything that needs to happen, but not have to look at that list day in and day out. Right, just throw throw the new task on at the bottom of the list without thinking, worrying about categorizing or prioritizing or scheduling it. Right, right, just right. having a place to put it. Yeah, I should start a board called Autofocus. Yeah, that might make me happy. I'm loving Trello yeah. though. Loving Trello. Trello's. Uh, you're still friends. loving it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while too. Yeah. So that's pretty good for me. It is. Well, I think it's what we talked about that like there's enough different ways for you to use it mm-hmm. that it keeps you engaged and it allows you to um, manipulate it based on your needs and how mm-hmm. you're feeling and it's pretty it is well you can make it, it can pretty. Be. yeah it can be so yeah i'm actually considering i haven't done, done it but i i was considering upgrading to the premium version just so i could put my own photos as a background of boards. oh but that's probably unnecessary <laughs> Although I sometimes I feel like when I'm using a tool like that so much that I like to pay the premium or oh, you know whatever the yeah, upgrade is to support them because you know we had the pain of things going away. away. <laughs> right, it's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's a very good point and they deserve it. They deserve my money because they're helping me so much. Yeah. So thank you for that. We'll give that some consideration. Excellent. Yes. But I think the thing about um, that is hard for people who get caught up in, in perfectionistic thinking is that is the idea that if you are satisfied with less than perfect, then it will make you complacent. Mm-hmm. And that it's that not okay to be satisfied. Or you're not going to stri- ever, yeah, you're giving up. Is that kind of it? Right. Giving up on perfect. Yeah. Like you're giving up that it, that you will somehow not work hard to do what you want to do if you are, you know, cutting yourself some slack or if you are satisfied with anything less than perfection. Mm-hmm. And you can see like what an insidious thought pattern that is because mm-hmm. you can't achieve perfection and if you can't be satisfied with anything less than perfection and you can never achieve it there you are never feeling satisfied yeah and that's a that's a recipe for unhappiness and if it, it just seems counterintuitive to me as, as a non-perfectionist because I think about starting small and building you know building and growing with things um, uh-huh. which is what I think you can do when you embrace good enough uh, 
because you can stay yeah it's not complacency it's um it's allowing yourself to grow yeah interesting yeah well i'm thinking about like um not to get too down the rabbit hole of to-do lists and task management Mm -hmm. again but the um the idea that like where this sort of shows up in in that context as an example is that like you feel like you should be getting more done or you know that you could be getting more done and you aren't and so if you create some level of satisfaction below where you think you should or could be then you um you're going easy on yourself and you're not making yourself do what you really could be doing Mm. does that make sense yeah but if but in fact if you're going easy on yourself you're allowing yourself satisfaction and productivity and to feel good about yourself and your work which should be enhancing your productivity absolutely and that and that's the thing is like how much easier is it to do something when you feel good and you feel like you can achieve actually achieve what you're setting out to do yeah it's like infinitely easier yep no need to struggle uh, right yeah right there's no need to struggle and there's no need to feel like you uh, you know have to have to be whipping yourself to move forward mm-hmm. you know the the carrot is very powerful mm-hmm. um, and the carrot in this case can be that feeling of satisfaction nice yeah oh gosh when I think about somebody checking off 10 things on a to-do list that's 50 has 50 items on it the feeling they get compared to checking off the same 10 things on a to-do list that has 10 items on it. <laughs> I mean, it's, right. It, yeah, it just seems obvious that um, you're going to make yourself happier if you set up those levels of satisfaction. Yeah. Well, and that's sort of what got us, um, my client and I talking about this is that they had, um, uh, basically had a project as a as an item on the task list as opposed to all the tasks related to it and because it was the project was 80% done but there was still more to do um, she couldn't check it off her list mm. because it was this whole project but but and so she didn't get to experience like the satisfaction, how satisfying it felt to accomplish all these other things because she was still beating herself up about the last 20% that still needed to be done. Right. Oh, well, I hope you showed her the light. Well, I, I think we got somewhere. And, you know, but it, it's like so many things, it's a habit. And so you have to be pretty um, gentle with yourself in changing those habits. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a bit of a uh, shift in beliefs, isn't it? Get it uh, yes. I was just thinking about the letting go episode and how uh, those truths, uh, those things that seem to be true that actually are simply beliefs that can be changed. 
Right. Yeah. But also it's very tactical in this particular case. It's not it's not esoteric at all. It's like break your projects into small tasks, check them off, feel better. Yeah. So it's something uh, what I like about it is you provided her with a with yeah. a, a strategy that she could potentially embrace and be happier. Right. Right. Well, and I imagine that you experience this a lot with your clients too, like clients who are striving to have some level of, you know, Pinterest fueled per- perfection <laughs> that right. isn't achievable. Right. Yeah, exactly. If they're um, wanting a, it's a beautiful uh, kitchen desk, for example, clear with nothing on it, with pretty pictures on it and so forth. And, and I remind them that um, th- of what they are doing, that's right. And so many clients beat themselves up over not being perfect when in fact they're doing all sorts of wonderful things for their families and raising you know healthy children and happy children and so forth and um let it uh, being satisfied with that is i think really really helpful um you know sometimes pinterest makes me crazy or instagram (laughs) yeah right yeah it's just um I, it seems like it does lead to some dissatisfaction, and I'm guilty of it too. I mean, so I, uh, I'm guilty of um, feeling dissatisfied by when I look at Pinterest. I'm not. I don't think I'm guilty of posting things that people <laughs> that make people feel bad. <laughs> That's not it. You're, you're not feeding that. <laughs> I don't believe I am. No, I, uh, no. Unless people are jealous of my beautiful poodle, that could be. It's possible. That it's true. Yeah. You are like increasing people's dissatisfaction with their <laughs> with their own dog or their petlessness. Oh, there we go. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> that that's possible. I don't think I I don't think I'm I hope I would never think that I make anybody feel bad about their own dog, but they might make them feel bad about their petlessness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean truly the the things that that busy um, moms and dads do to get just get their kids out the door in the morning. It's it can be yeah. Herculean, and they don't need to be um, striving for a perfectly beautifully organized home at all times. Right. Well, and I think that goes back to you know one of your uh, organizing. I don't know, mantra is not the right word, but um, that it just needs to be organized enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And that you know if it, if you are able to get it out of the house on time with relatively little stress, that's organized enough. Absolutely. If you can find what you want when you need it, that's organized enough. And that's, mm-hmm. that's big. But, I mean, like, that can be big. It can be harder to achieve. But, yeah, organized enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think something just occurred to me that, that you know, you can be organized enough and you can also – um uh look if you have the time energy resources whatever to do more than that but you can feel satisfied and look to make changes right yeah that right so, it's a good point it satisfied doesn't mean complacent as you said but satisfied doesn't mean you can't improve Right. 
Right. So, you know, you can be satisfied with how it's going and then also maybe look for ways that you could tweak it to make it go better. I'm thinking in terms of like getting out of the house in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and but but you don't have to be unhappy with it to be able to make a change. You can be satisfied and also and I think that's the key, the word and it, um, and also look for places to improve it if you have the like I said the time energy and resources to do it if like what you're doing uses up all your time energy and resources then that act that's good enough you don't need to change anything mm-hmm. that's a good point I was just yeah, thinking so. about like with my yoga practice I'm really satisfied with the fact that I'm doing it every day. Mm-hmm. And I hope to get bendier. <laughs> you know, I hope to improve. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, there's plenty of room for improvement, but I'm feeling very satisfied with just doing it. That's excellent. That is such a perfect example because you can want to improve and like feel good about what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you, you know, can't, you aren't as bendy as you want to be doesn't impact your ability to enjoy where you're at now. That's right. Doesn't impact my ability to get on the mat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I could strive to make yoga an example for everything, every single episode. Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know that I um, I met a yoga teacher once who had a studio that was called "It's All Yoga." Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and really, I mean, I think that is it's so true. Like the like one of the tenets of yoga is to sort of meet yourself where you're at, mm-hmm. and not, you know, not be. So striving for more, not to be pushing for more, but to meet yourself where you are. And some days are different than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and does apply to many things in life. Yeah. 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 So um, I guess, you know, we're really sort of at the heart of what the whole podcast is about is that like, when you really embrace good enough, you can feel satisfied with it. And when you can feel satisfied with good enough, you can be happy. Yep. And you can do, you can be happier. You can do more of what you really want to be doing. Like it, it creates space Mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. I'm like thinking of like all the energy that I've put in over time of like, wishing things were different than they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about how, uh, I'm less, thinking less about the past, but more about the future. Like it's really something to embrace, like recognizing mm-hmm. satisfaction and, and feeling satisfied. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the, one of the keys is to, is to cultivate the habit of feeling satisfied, of finding places where you can feel satisfied, finding satisfaction in where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than, you know, waiting for satisfaction to find you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> did you like it may, that it, one? It, yeah, I did. Because it, it may never find you if you're not open to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that end of that sentence. I liked it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, do you have anything else to say about feeling satisfied? No, I don't think so. I wish you a very satisfying rest of the day, Shannon. <laughs> thank you. And I do. And to all of our listeners, thank you for listening. And we'd like to know, you know, what you find satisfying and where you struggle to find satisfaction or anything else that you would like us to talk about in terms of um, getting to good enough. You can leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. You can leave a comment on the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com where you will also find uh, links to all of our social media uh, profiles. On We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, so for now, I'm Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And I'm Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. That was pretty satisfying. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs>